English with Rob. Hello, everyone. It's Rob. I'm back. It's almost Christmas as I record this, but this is not the Christmas episode. The Christmas episode will be the next episode with a fantastic guest. Today, I have another fantastic guest. It's Tika. Tika, how are you, and where are you? Uh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm so excited for Christmas as well,、uh, and I'm currently in England right now.、Uh, very cold England. Yeah, cold Germany as well.、Uh, a bit of snow if I drive out of the city.、Uh, there's some、uh, like not not mountains, but hilly hilly region. There you go,、uh, learners.、Yeah. If it's not really big enough to be a mountain, it's a hill. Yeah,、area. I love yeah hilly regions, and they can be both hot and cold. I think you can be in the dip of a hill. Where I am is in the dip, and it doesn't really snow because we have this little hot pocket at the bottom of a hill.、Uh, yeah, hilly places are interesting in the winter time.、Mm. Yeah, especially if you want to go sledging. In the, if you've got snow, you can go sledging, which is you know where you sit on a sledge. I think Americans call it a sled,、uh, the thing you sit on and speed down the snow on, right? Or if you don't want to buy a sledge, then you just find a random piece of wood or plastic or bin lid. Maybe you, we have to be inventive sometimes.、Yeah. I just、yeah. use a bit of plastic. Yeah, you can definitely tell what kind of neighborhood you're in,、uh, <laughs> judging by. <laughs> What kind of sledges people <laughs> I'm use? I'm gonna go with the bin lid. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, we've not got a current. Not a got a.、Uh, I'll start that again. We haven't got a sledge currently. I keep saying, "Oh, we'll we'll get one," uh, and we still haven't got one. And then usually the snowy days are Sundays when all of the shops are shut in Germany. So I should get a sledge. Uh, we're not talking about snow or sledges or Christmas today. Um. Our topic is relocating. When I say relocating, I mean moving to a different country to live.、Uh, so we're going to talk about that because Tika has an interesting story that I've only heard a bit of, and I want to ask her more about it.、Um, mm. And I asked you before we started recording. It's okay to yeah, yeah, yeah. get into it. Good.、Um, but first, let's do some useful vocabulary. All right, so I've got my list of useful vocabulary, and you know we will chat about each word a little bit. But this is—I want to go through it quickly so we can get into Tika's story, and then maybe, hopefully, hear some of these words again. So,、mm -hmm. uh, to relocate, and when you're saying the place afterwards, you needed a little word in between, right? To relocate, for、mm. example, I relocated、mm, Germany. Yes. Yeah, we couldn't just say I relocated Germany. Right. That almost sounds like you're taking Germany. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. That's the image. In my brain, I relocated、yes. Germany. I put it next to Australia. I thought Australia was a bit lonely, and I wanted it to be warmer out, you know. So I relocated Germany. Yeah, no, you have to say relocate 
to. We are relocate to. To. I relocated to uh, Germany, maybe, possibly. For me, for me. Uh, yeah, let's, we'll get into your story later. And But there's a more formal word for it when you leave a country to emigrate, to emigrate. Um, yeah. And uh, you might hear also, you might have heard the word immigration spelt with an I. That's when people, you talk about people coming into a country. But when you talk about people leaving a country, it's with E to emigrate. And again, to emigrate to. I emigrated to Germany. Yes. Yeah. Emigrate sounds uh, incredibly posh, I think. I think, uh, yeah, emigra I emigrated uh, to Australia. Uh, sounds much posher than I relocated to Australia. I don't know why. That is just how it feels to me. You're right. Yeah, uh, definitely more formal. I think maybe if people are writing about uh, trends or something yeah. happening in the world at the minute, uh, you know, lots of people are emigrating from this place mm. um, to say, oh, I, I emigrated. Hmm. Would I, I, I wouldn't use it. Maybe, you know what, maybe if I was talking about my family history, you know, like the, mm. my ancestors emigrated to America um, yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the 18th century or whatever. Yeah. Uh, not true. Maybe some of them did. I don't know. But um, none of the ones that directly led to my birth because I wasn't <laughs> born in America. Yeah. In the, in the distant past, possibly. Right. And, and when you... But let's talk about, let's go a step back. So emigrating, relocating, we're talking about changing countries. Mm -hmm. oh, is that true? Could you, re I think relocation could be to another city or town, right? Yeah, well, have you seen the show Relocation, Relocation, Relocation? I have to say it three times because that's the name of the show. Yeah. Uh, they, they relocate within or outside of England. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't it just location, location, location? Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I've, had, I've created, it's a new show that I've created. Okay, it might be. Yeah, maybe it's a. Uh, that's one with relocation in the name. Maybe, maybe location, location, location. I combined the two. You know, it's been so long since I've watched British TV um, that I could, I I could easily be wrong. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, but what I'm thinking is on a, like on a smaller scale, if you're just staying in the same town, you wouldn't really say relocate. You'd just say to move house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I've always thought that that's a strange verb for it to move. What's well, a phrasal verb really to move house? Because you're not mm. moving your house. You're changing yeah. the place you live. Um, yeah. So and and other, lots of other languages have a specific word for it. But I don't know why we couldn't we couldn't think of one. We just would move house. Let's just put two words that we know together. But move house. Like in French, yeah, they have I'm a déménagement. Yes. Uh, yeah. I would say I'm moving to like if it's local within your country, like you said, I'm moving to Liverpool. Um, we might just say the location and say moving to mm -hmm. location instead especially if it's in the same town you're just moving to a different neighborhood then you wouldn't say relocate but maybe something like liverpool you could probably because you're in near nottingham right so there's a few hundred miles distance there so yeah, you, you could you could use both i suppose and relocate it sounds more final though you know 
yeah. I'm moving to Liverpool. I might move back in a few years, but I'm relocating to Liverpool. It's more yeah. uh, firm. It sounds like you're taking your life and you're completely putting everything there. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. It does feel a lot more like, a, yeah, final, uh, a final state. You are going there and you're staying there. Mm-hmm. Moving there. Yeah. Sounds like you said, I'm going there. I might come back in a few years. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Or I might move somewhere else after that. Yeah. But you said um, you know, picking up everything and, and, and moving moving everything. I've got an idiom yeah. uh, that is that. Let's see if you can guess it. Um, okay, how should I lead you to it? Um, you know the story of the three little pigs? Yes. So the, the second pig, what did he build his house with? Or was it the first oh, I one? Don't order one built their house out of straw okay not that one i can't remember the second one there's straw there's bricks and i, can't I don't know this i don't remember the okay. story well enough. it rhymes with bricks sticks sticks okay can you think of an idiom involving that word which means to move everything i don't know no. i feel like many idioms in my head but none of them are linked to moving but they are linked to sticks <laughs> okay it's you just need one small word before sticks to up sticks yes to up sticks yeah. right that means to um to move your life basically yeah, to up sticks and i thought yeah. wow that's that's an interesting idiom uh and when i've got the time i always like to look up the etymology where where does this up sticks come from yeah and uh what i found out is that no one knows <laughs> but <laughs> i often find that too when yeah. i search it's like very vague it's like might because of this might be because of this right nobody knows. yeah so i've got three might be's uh some people think it's because of um a mast on a ship you know the big um thing mm-hmm. that holds the sail on a ship is called a mast and if you up sticks mm-hmm. You're putting up the the mast on the boat and moving somewhere on a boat. Some people think it's from, uh, you know, people used to travel by horse, and uh, mm-hmm. you take your horse and a big a big cart, or not carriage because carriage is more like a posh uh, thing for in the city. So if you're moving, huh? It's almost like for royalty. I think, yeah, exactly. I so if you're if you're moving across the country with a, a horse and cart. Um, the horses used to be, um, not attached to the ground, just tied, tied to a, to a rope. And then the stick would be in the ground so that the horse mm. wouldn't run away. And you up sticks is when you, you know, you take the stick out of the ground and to move your horse. There's another possibility. And another one, uh, that it might be is that there were small houses like the second pig made of sticks and these houses they people moved when they wanted to move house they took the sticks with them and just rebuilt the house somewhere else could be that well they're all plausible definitely they will have some stick related reason uh or it could be none of them and maybe somebody (laughs) and made it up and it it caught on and then everybody used it uh that's the fun history of idioms we don't always know who who began them yeah uh, some mystery history there. <laughs> it's like horrible histories, but uh, Rob's version, mystery history. Yeah. 
uh, Horrible Histories uh, is a, a TV show for kids about yeah. history yeah. by the BBC, but I enjoy it because it's funny. It's for kids, you but know, it's it's enjoyable. In the name, it's the horrible parts. It's kind of the the disgusting parts of history, the parts where they were not clean or the battles. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, the, 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 uh, the kings who went crazy and things like that. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I learn a lot. Mm. And yeah, it's it's fun. It's for children. but It's I for children. It's... But yeah, I would recommend it to learners because it's educational. It's it's oh, entertaining. Yeah. And because it's for kids, a lot of the language is quite um, easy to follow as well. Yeah. yeah. So check yeah, that out, guys. Jargon. It's not really complicated language. It's something everyone could understand. Mm. Mm. And I don't know if they still make it, um, but there's definitely a lot on YouTube because I've watched it. They have a film out. I think they still do make it. It's horrible histories film. Really? A, a cinema film? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't have uh, upped sticks to Germany because I'm pretty sure that's not in the cinema here. Uh, no, you'll have to come back and yeah, purposely go to the cinema just for the horrible histories film. <laughs> yeah, maybe for the sequel. Yeah. Okay, uh, just looking down my list here for a few more... Um, Okay, so this, this section of the useful vocabulary is about once you, once you have relocated, right. you have to find your feet. Find mm. your feet. Yeah. Everybody knows where their feet are, right? So that's another strange... Is it an idiom? I suppose it's an idiom or like a saying. So what does that mean yeah. to, to find your feet? Well, you kind of have to start to learn how to live in that country really you know you've just landed possibly uh you don't know how to do anything finding your feet is kind of learning what you need to do in that country where things are maybe how to open a bank account uh, how to get gro I was going to say groceries we don't say that here how to get food <laughs> shopping um you can tell I hear a lot of American vocabulary um yeah kind of finding your way learning how to do things in this new country learning how to be independent basically mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're right just get things done mm -hmm. um so at the beginning it can be difficult because you're still finding your feet uh because mm -hmm. you are fresh off the boat uh, yes even if you didn't arrive by boat, probably you didn't. You probably went by plane. Um, yeah. But it's still a phrase people use. Oh, he's fresh off the boat. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't look up the etymology, but you can imagine. Perhaps it's from New York, actually, you know, where, where there was a lot of immigration to New York. Mm -hmm. And um, people had been there a long time and knew how things worked. But maybe this guy over there, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's fresh off the boat. Mm. Okay, and um, related phrasing uh, that's related to this. Please, uh, you learn to stand on your own two feet. You know, you're finding your feet, and then eventually, you learn to stand on your own two feet. You're mm -hmm. learning to become independent, standing on your own two feet. You have become independent. You know how to do things by yourself. You don't need help from other people. Uh, so yeah, two two phrases involving feet, uh -huh. uh, both kind of related to moving somewhere new. Yeah, and 
you have to put your own in there because it, I suppose it um, emphasizes that you're not relying on someone else to stand yeah, on your own two yeah. feet. I can stand on my own two feet. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so well, you, you say it like it that. Someone else, you know, my son has finally learned how to stand on his own two feet. Mm -hmm. So you could use it to describe someone else finally uh, becoming independent. But yeah, you always have to say my own, his own, her own, uh, their own for multiple people. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's strange, you know, you never think about these phrases. We, we say these phrases all the time. But now I think about it. Why are we saying two feet? You know, it, most what people have two feet. Happened? What if you're talking yeah. about Oscar's Pistorius uh, or someone <laughs> like that? It's, you know, uh, is it being, um, you know, is it not inclusive? Uh, but it's, it's just strange how because you could say feet, stand on his own feet. Stand yeah, on his yeah, own yeah. two feet. My two, yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, so a more um, less idiomatic way to say find your feet uh, mm. is to settle in. So mm -hmm. after you're, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still settling in. Uh, I don't mm. know how to do this yet. Mm. And a more formal way to say it is to assimilate. Right? Mm. Again, yeah, yeah. maybe something you would use in like a newspaper article or a academic writing or something. Or if yeah, you I don't a think I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you're a robot. Uh, if you're uh, Sophia the robot, you might say assimilate instead of mm -hmm. settle in. But for for us common folk, uh, <laughs> we'd probably yeah. we'd probably say settle in. Settle instead. in. Wouldn't talk about um, still uh, assimilation, still in process, or anything like that. Yeah, and yeah, don't get like assimilate confused with like assassinate because <laughs> they sound very <laughs> yeah very different. yeah. This don't is say ah. So I'm still assassinating. Uh, I hope the future robots don't confuse those two things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. And uh, two more. Um, moving on from when you have found your feet, you've settled in, you've assimilated. Um, after a while, you might get a bit homesick. Mm -hmm. Right. And you might want some home comforts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, things from home. Um, okay. Uh, that's all of the useful vocabulary. I'm not sure if I've got this jingle loaded. Let's see. Oh, no, that's the phrasal verb one. Okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, so now we're going to uh, get into uh, Tika's relocation story. Um, but, you know, I might um, also mention some of my experiences as well as we talk about the same things and I, I, I might, might relate to it because um, I have relocated in the past. I, um, when I was at university, I studied for a year in Holland, uh, in, in the Netherlands. So I don't know if that's really relocating because it was just for a year. Yeah, well, kind of temporarily. Temporary relocation, yeah. And then, uh, so I'm from Leicester uh, after university, I relocated to London and then after six years, uh, we relocated to Paris in France. No, wrong order. We relocated to Phnom Penh in Cambodia, lived there for three mm. years. And then we relocated to Paris in France. We were there for three years and, uh, 
five years ago, we relocated here to Frankfurt in Germany. So I have some experience of that. You do? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, a lot of experience, I think, more so than me. Yeah, but uh, I'm. we worked this out, before, not like maths is a big word, <laughs> probably we worked it out. I'm nine nine years older than you so you know you still got you know i've had more time i've had more time to for more relocations so uh tika where where are you moving to soon uh so i uh in a few weeks i don't know it might be even sooner depending when this comes out uh i'm going to be going over to south korea uh a big jump from england Uh, Too far to actually jump with your own two feet. (laughs) Physically, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm going to be going over to South Korea. Yeah. And why why is that? Uh, Because uh, that's where my husband lives, basically. Uh, I'm married to a South Korean man. He lives in South Korea. So I will be uh, going over there to join him, basically. That's the reason. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, so you, you got married how long ago? Very uh, recent, right? So it's, yeah, it's December. I got married in September. So yeah, very recently. Uh, yes, I'm a, I'm a newlywed, uh, yeah. if we could say so. Uh, yeah, very recently married. I, I'm excited to talk about this because um, you, this is a big thing in your life. And, and um, most people who know you know you from Instagram, Tika Teaches English. But you don't post about this kind of thing. So I was really happy that you were happy to come on the podcast and chat about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's super exciting uh, time in your life. You you met online, right? We did. Yeah, we met uh, doing language exchange, basically. Uh, some of my friends started to learn Korean. So I decided, why not? I'll try. And um, my husband was learning English he had been for quite a long time he was just continuing and we just met as language exchange partners and then became friends and then the rest is history and now now we're married um so yeah we met uh online uh we both live in our home countries we didn't meet in England we didn't meet in South Korea we have met we've met since uh but we met online uh, initially. Uh-huh. That's okay. Before we get into the relocation uh, topic, this is really interesting. I think from language learners' point of view, because what better mm-hmm. motivation is there to learn a language than falling in love? Yeah. Right. Da, da, da. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, even you know, you can make so many great friends. I've got loads of friends from not uh, more f- through students that have learned with me that I've just became friends with I think learning a language opens up the world of people and friendships a bit more and yeah you could fall in love if you want that but don't go well it's not that easy <laughs> yeah I wouldn't like been like uh you know all guns blazing wanting love that might creep people out yeah that's that's it, my university days in in, in pubs and clubs <laughs> always just led to disappointment yeah. Uh, yeah yeah but it can happen I know many people that have met this way um 
so yeah it's another thing that can come from language learning i think and whose language skills um developed more or more quickly or you both the same like his english and your korean definitely definitely his english is incredible my korean is like talking to a baby um we mainly speak in english because his english is so good we can talk about anything in english the possibilities are limitless <laughs> if we talk in Korean, it would be things like, I'm hungry, I want food, I want delicious food, because <laughs> I'm hungry. Uh, so I, I can make, you know, quite, uh, quite simple sentences, I can read Korean quite well. And I can, uh, I'd say my reading is the highest. Um, listening is okay, speaking, not particularly great, because I don't practice. Um, so yeah, his English was already good, but it has become better because uh, of me. Yeah, that's the key, I suppose, because he, when you when you met for the language exchange, his his level of English was a bit proficient, and you were starting hard. from nothing with Korean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say he was like moving towards advanced when we met, and we speak every single day when we're not together we're facetiming or we're messaging and <laughs> he used to the funny thing is he used to speak with quite uh, an american twang to his accent you know he had american sounds they've gone he has like british sounds now so i've changed his accent completely he doesn't say things the american way and ah. that's probably the biggest change well done yeah. that's a joke everyone no, I, I i have a like it's it's a joke that i i don't like the american accent it's not true it's it's just an accent no, it's not but yeah we love all accents no yeah. i just think it's funny yeah he he has the the british sounds more when he's speaking uh not to say to learners that he sounds british you know he he has quite a neutral accent but the sounds of his vowels are more the british way than the american way uh uh could just notice that i've I've lost my light um i've gone yeah. dark sorry this is not a podcast friendly um chat uh all right well i'll just continue okay. will we uh, no no let me fix the light and i'll cut this okay. bit out i'm gonna we'll be back in a second listeners so where were we you talking about how you met and yes. language learning so okay let's go back to our let's have a little yeah now yeah. let's get into the to the relocation thing so you're um how's it going because you have to do a lot of planning right and everything what is the visa situation how much stuff yeah. are you taking oh what, what can you tell well, us uh so i've got my visa visas i think everybody knows that's ever applied for a visa. Visas are not very straightforward. They're quite a lengthy process, mainly like gathering so much paperwork is the hardest part. Um, so I've got my visa. Um, I'm heading over there on December 29th, uh, which is exciting, but quite stressful because for people who celebrate it like me, there's Christmas <laughs> only a few days before 
Uh, so that kind of takes time away from preparing to move. Um, I'm quite a minimalist. I haven't got loads of things to take. Um, I was there recently, so I took some things and left them there already. So that's lightened the load. I don't have loads of things to take. Um, but yeah, trying to be quite ruthless. Do I take this? Do I leave it? Do I come back and get it another time? Uh, yeah, it's quite stressful to think, have I remembered everything I need to pack? Probably not. I'll probably get there and I will have forgotten something, at least one thing. Mm, but most things that you need, you can also buy in South Korea. Of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, visa. I was thinking about putting visa in the useful vocabulary list, but I think everybody knows. Well, that's very generalism, a generalism, generalization. Uh, but I think it's for the languages I know, it's pretty much the same word. So it's the, it's the document you need um, to be able to live in a country. But what is the, because in every country it's different, you know, for example, it's to get a working visa to live in America. It's very, very mm. difficult. What, yeah, what's the yeah. situation? I've no experience whatsoever with Korea, although I do know some teachers who have gone to Korea to teach. So um, mm -hmm. it can't be that difficult, right? I think uh, as people listening, also, as you may know, Rob, um, different visas have different requirements. Uh, so a teaching visa in Korea is an E2 visa. I don't exactly know the requirements for that, but I think the biggest requirement is a company has to sponsor you. So for ah. teachers, a school would sponsor you. I don't think there's many other requirements um, for mine. Mine's a spousal visa. I'm the, the spouse, you know, spouse could be a husband or a wife of someone. Um, I'm the spouse of a Korean national, um, which is an F6 or an F61. Um, luckily for me, not so luckily for my husband, the sponsoring spouse, so the person in that country has to provide most paperwork so it's things like proof of income how much they earn uh proof of housing um and then things we there were other things as well lots of family certificates he needed as for me it was mainly um proof of language ability i had to take a korean exam and get a certain score above a certain score oh um yeah and also for anybody around the world that has ever applied for a spouse visa you have to send photographs and text pictures of text messages basically to show your relationship is real so we had to provide photographs and text conversations phone logs to show we're not some fake marriage you know people right. paying to go somewhere yeah, yeah because people um uh what's there is a word for that it's not uh, sh uh sham marriage sham. Sh a sham marriage yeah. where you somebody wants to get married just to be able to live in a different country and they might pay someone yeah. to marry them on paper and yeah, then yeah um, yeah they might 
like a huge amount of money, like £10,000. You get married to them. They've got citizenship, basically, uh, in one way, shape or form. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah so... so, yeah, you have things. Okay. Uh, but I think this day and age, that's pretty easy, right? Because we you have uh, WhatsApp, uh, email, uh, things that you can um, have as digital evidence yeah, yeah. uh i wonder how it would have worked in the past bef- when it was just you know phone calls <laughs> oh that reminds me of um uh do you know the tv show cold feet i think i've heard of it i've never watched yeah it, i think um thinking about it because uh i watched it when i was at university you would have maybe been a bit young <laughs> to watch it um, I, was a, I was a wee bear yeah was a you were a, a tiny tiny uh, child so um in that anyway this english guy and an australian woman want to get married and you see they they have like a face-to-face interview with the immigration uh, people like like you said to to make sure it's not a sham marriage and they asked they asked them individually you know they're not together in the room so so that they can be sure that they get the right answers and um they ask him what's her favorite song and he says Oh, it's something by the Beatles. And they said, no, I'm sorry. You'll have to be more specific. Which song is it? He said, yeah, it's it's something by the Beatles. No, I'm sorry. Um, we need to know the exact song. Yeah, I'm telling you, the song is called something. It's something by the Beatles. And um, I will. <laughs> yeah. you know, I always remember that. I think because I'm just because I'm a big Beatles fan, but it was a good, good scene, too. Yeah, we didn't have to do any kind of like that was something I was worried about because you don't always maybe know everyone's favorite everything. You know, I can kind of change between my favorite song. I don't know my favorite song. My favorite songs change. My favorite food might change. We luckily didn't have to do any type of interview to prove anything we just had to submit paperwork uh interviews are quite nerve-wracking i don't know how i would handle an interview yeah, it makes you feel real like- you know it was a tv show sorry i, they probably I interrupted did. you there tika sorry no, don't worry no 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 don't worry um yeah i might second guess my own relationship in an interview room <laughs> what is his favorite song? i don't know this guy <laughs> Is he really my husband? Um, <laughs> what's it, what's yeah, his name no, again? Feel... Yeah, no, we didn't have to do that. It was just paperwork and waiting, basically. And that was it. I think it's much more complicated. Should we relocate back to England? In- England's hard to get into. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, well, especially after Brexit. Not that that would have... Um, made any difference because you know obviously he's not from a European country but yeah for me um, Brexit is a huge pain in the ass pain in the ass Mm -hmm. Um, because we we had intended actually to relocate to Paris in September Mm -hmm. next year because of my wife's job Um, but now we're considered well we we are uh, 80% likely to stay here in Germany because of the withdrawal agreement which says that any Europe any British person living in 
a European country is allowed to stay there if they were living there when Brexit happened and I was living in Germany. I wasn't living mm. in France. So if I go mm. to France now, um, I have to apply as like, you know, not an EU citizen. So it's going to be very mm. difficult to get a working visa. And my wife's not French. So, um, but she has an EU passport. She's Belgian. Um, so I don't know the implications of that because I'm not married to a French national. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, if, but if we stay here two more years, then I can get a German passport. But, you know, everything else, uh, we have to work everything around that. And it's really fucking annoying and inconvenient. You Brexit both. Oh, I'm going to have to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's another podcast, I think. Another podcast yeah, subject. Brexit. Yeah, it would... Brexit podcast all beeped out yeah I have beep, to, beep, beep, beep. well i have to either give like a swear warning at the beginning or get my sensor beep uh thing fixed on, on, on the machine words. sorry yeah, yeah. for teaching swear words for teaching swear words it would be a, a good yeah we, okay we're going to teach some swear words we need a subject brexit yes <laughs> yeah. perfect subject okay so you've you've been you've been to korea a, a few times one time yeah um I, well, nobody could travel during the pandemic yeah. or nobody could travel easily. So and I remember you, prior were, to, okay, sorry, okay. you, you were in a, a, a quarantine hotel for like two weeks when you went, right? Uh, so prior to COVID, um, I had been there a few times, uh, two or three, I think. I can't quite remember. feels like a lifetime ago now. Um, I visited in... I went this year, August to November. Upon arrival, I had to quarantine in a hotel room for two weeks, um, which is basically what any tourist entering Korea has to do, unless you have a visa or a Korean national. At that moment, you had to go to a government facility. So just a room for two weeks no windows that open, nothing to do, basically. Um, but it was okay. It was just quite boring. Yeah. You were um, still making Instagram content. So at least you had, you had that to do at least, right? <laughs> I had nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just creating content, chilling out, watching TV, um, running up and down my room, going slightly stir crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, you do need to get some exercise or something, right? Yeah. yeah, there wasn't much that you could do, really. Um, yeah, it was OK. I live mostly by myself. I live with my family, but I have this little room that's separate. Uh, so I'm quite used to being on my own. But that was like extreme, extreme. Uh, I, I was going to say extreme loneliness, but I, I didn't feel lonely. I was just, uh, yeah. I was just by myself. Bored. Fourteen. Yeah. Bored. But no, no fresh air, no exercise. Um, no. Fresh air was the hardest thing. I think I just wanted to open a window, yeah. but the windows didn't open. Ah, uh, the yeah. things you do for love. We do. Yeah. So yeah. it was. I wanted to ask you. You know, you've not been. You're not spent much time in 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 South Korea. How do you feel you're going to go? 
about assimilating, settling? Do you think it's going to be easy? Do you think it's going to be a long process? What are you excited or nervous about? I think I would be lying if I didn't say that I have mixed feelings. I'm incredibly excited, but there's also a huge amount of anxiety about, I'll use that wonderful word, assimilating. Um, I... I'm not proficient in the language, so I'm incredibly reliant on the people around me to help me with things. I've kind of said this to other people before. I am so independent in England. I have my own car. I I know how to do everything. I need to see a doctor. I know how to do that. I want to order food. I know how to do that. I don't know how to do anything in Korea. I'm completely starting from zero. If I need to see a doctor, I don't know how. I don't know how easy it is. Uh, Yeah, I feel quite anxious about being completely dependent and uh, yeah, just adapting to the culture and um, also about yeah, being so far from my family my family I'm very close to my family and soon I'm going to be very physically far from them uh so yeah I think it's going to be good but there'll be really hard times and I I fully expect it's not smooth sailing when you move somewhere all right oh Oh, you set off the idiom alarm Tika I can't remember. Did, did I have the idiom alarm when you were last on the podcast in episode 12? <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, 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 it was there. Okay. Um, it's not going to be, what was it? Plain sailing. Well, I say smooth sailing, but I think you can say plain sailing Smooth too. sailing or plain sailing. Yeah. It's, if something's not going to be easy, you can say it won't be smooth sailing or it won't be plain sailing. Sailing, you know, with a boat, obviously, because... Yeah, just imagine a boat on really rough seas or moderately rough. Uh, Yeah, something is not a nice smooth sea. Mm. Uh, It's going to be some waves occasionally. If ever ever I go on a boat, I want it to be smooth, plain sailing. um, And that's how I want my life to be as well. But it's not always. So, yeah, there you go, everyone. A nice idiom for you. Um. The problem with the idiom alarm is that it interrupts the flow of the conversation and I'm never sure if it's a good idea or not. Okay. Yeah, so, I think it's great. So you're, you're moving out, you're moving out. That's another thing off of our list. You're moving out for the first time, for the first time from your family home. Um, I've moved out before. I actually moved out when I was 18. Uh, I moved out and I lived um, away from home. And then from there... I came back home and then I moved out again and then I moved back. Uh, So I have moved out twice before, but I've been uh, incredibly local when I've moved like 30 minutes away. I lived in a flat, uh, which is the British version of apartment. I lived in a flat that was literally two minutes from my family home before right. I moved back here. So it's a big so, deal yeah. for your family that you're moving out and relocating such a yeah. long distance. 
especially um, like some of my followers know and, and Rob also knows, I have a brother who is much, much younger than I am. My brother is 10 and he's not the biggest fan that I'm moving away. He uh, finds it hadn't quite thought hard. about that. Yeah. Oh, difficult for him. Yeah, we've told him uh, and we kind of tried to, uh, we have a, a phrase, I guess, in English to sugarcoat something. You know, you make it seem nicer than what it is. We've sugarcoated it. You know, I'll be back soon. We'll do nice things. Uh -huh. oh, oh, sugarcoat. She already explained it, Didi Malam. Shut up. Okay, yeah, sugarcoat something. <laughs> quick, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you can, I suppose you could say, oh, you can, you know, you can look forward to visiting and um, yeah. it's not like it's permanent, right? You'll, you'll, you'll come back and, and he'll come mm. with you, I imagine, back um, to, to see your family from time to time. Yeah, How I think the difficulty is, and I don't want to mention this for more than about a second, with COVID, the difficulty of traveling yeah. becomes bigger. Well, so that's the hardest thing, I think. Yeah, and it's not cheap to fly to South Korea, right? So know. it's not it's not like uh, relocating to Germany. You know, my parents come like a, a couple of times a year outside of COVID, and my brothers mm. come from time to time as well. Um, yeah, it's a bigger move. But I think these days, um, you know, like we're talking right now on Zoom, you can speak to your family and have a proper face-to-face -face conversation almost. Oh, um sure, you know yeah. daily if you want so yeah, yeah. at least he's yeah i that. remember being a child and calling uh my family would be in portugal and we would call home to i don't know relatives that were in england and we would walk to town to the pay phones mm -hmm. and put our euros in and then you'd be talking and then the call would cut because you'd run out of money <laughs> too, but yeah. we don't have that now yeah, technology is is great. So yeah, we, um, my wife and I, before she was my wife, we we had long distance relationship because we met in in the Netherlands when I was uh, there for a year on university exchange, and she went back to Belgium and I went back to finish my final year uh, at university, and um, yeah, this was two thousand and three, so mm. there wasn't there wasn't really Skype or anything. There was internet, but yeah. but not only like um, instant message chatting, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. we, I know guys, you can't you can't, um, can't comprehend this, but in the house that we lived in, we had no internet. If I wanted to use the internet, I had to go to the wow. university library, and we had mobile phones, so we text each other. But to have a conversation on your mobile phone back then internationally, forget about it. You have to be a millionaire. Oh so yeah. I used to buy these uh, special phone cards and go and talk to her for an hour in a, f in a cold phone box, uh, you know, at the end of the street in the, the dodgy neighborhood that I lived in, sort of looking around, making sure no one's going to come in the phone box and, uh, I don't know, try and take my wallet or something because it's a bit of a bad part of town as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, long, long distance relationships as well. That's more romantic than mine, you know, standing in a phone box, pouring rain, maybe with oh, your well, international car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got the uh you've got the quarantine hotel, you know. That's yeah, that's uh comparable. I've got the modern version of your story. You've got the 2003 yeah. version. Yeah. I've got 
more modern. Yours is a more dystopian version as well. (laughs) (laughs) Pandemic. All right, let's get out of pandemic land. Um, What what do you think, what home comforts do you think you're going to miss? Um, Yorkshire puddings, definitely. (laughs) Uh, Because it's really uncommon in Korea. I'm not saying nobody has one, but especially in our apartment, we don't have an oven. It's not so common to find ovens there. Same in Cambodia, yeah. Like South yeah. Southeast Asia, uh, well, Korea. Would you say that is Southeast Asia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose so, right? Yeah, no oven in our apartment. No oven in the apartments of any of the uh, friends that we had. Yeah. So no Yorkshire puddings. Can't make them because uh, you need an oven for a Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, Yorkshire uh, pudding, listeners. Um, it's like you make a pancake mix, but then you put it in the oven, and if you're if you've done it right, it rises and is like really light and fluffy and it can be savory or sweet yeah some people eat it's basically pancake mix it's flour eggs and milk uh but we just instead of cooking it flat we pour it we pour the the batter the mix into smoking hot oil and it kind of rises into like this little bowl bowl of batter and we eat it with a roast dinner or just anytime we want it and yeah i love yorkshire puddings okay yeah i like them um can't buy them here but the the ones you buy in the shops are never as good as making them at home i've not i've not tried to make them um okay uh listen i just looked at the time and i realized that we we don't really have um that much longer left because you've got to go off and teach a lesson soon and i sort of prepared a game uh, to play you know I always like to put a game in my podcast um we, are, we all love and but before that uh there's a word that wasn't on my useful vocabulary list although it should have been um and I'll introduce this word with a joke to see if you okay. can guess the word so um my friend Patrick uh recently changed his name to John so <laughs> what what is he <laughs> No All right, let me help you. He, he changed his name to John. Patrick changed his name to John and he moved to a different country. I, I'm the worst person no. at guessing it, jokes. It, it, like, it, it was cruel. Anything. It's cruel to, to ask you. He's, he's an expat. Oh, uh, I was like, Patrick? What? Yeah, no, perfect, perfect word. Expat, very common. Expat, because uh, Pat's short for I'm Patrick, just... but an expat. I'm an expat oh, right okay. now. Uh, I used to yeah. live in England, but now I, I don't live in my, I don't live in the country of my birth. So I'm an expat and it's actually uh, a contraction of a, a longer word, an expatriate. So mm. there you go. So you're going to be an expat when you uh, move mm. to South Korea. I Patrick before, it's not going to be anymore. Uh, I can't believe I didn't get that. No, it's, it was I'm too, super... it was too cryptic for sure. I'm one of those people that you give me a riddle and I would sit all day and I would never solve it. Uh, Yeah, I'm not a good riddle solver. Okay. Oh, well, this game is... No, no, it's not a riddle. It's more of a... um, uh, Well, let me introduce the game. Here's the jingle. Who could it be? Who could it be? Who is the expat celebrity? Who could it be? Who could it be? Who is 
see expat celebrity? Who could it be? Who could it be? Who is the expat celebrity? Who could it be? Who could it be? Who is the expat celebrity? Okay, who is the expat celebrity? So I found uh, this uh, list on expatica.com. I'm looking at it on my phone right now. And it lists, it describes some celebrities who are or were expats. So I'm going to read what from the article. But instead of the celebrity's name, I'm going to say expat. And then you have to tell me who it is. Okay. Oh, hopefully I know the celebrities. I'm you, not you, I think you will. I think you will. They're, they're, they're pretty well known. Okay. okay. We'll give it a go. I think we know my track record with games is not particularly good yeah. on this show, but we'll give it a go. Show. Oh, I like I like my podcast being described as a show. That's really cool. Okay. So here's, a go. here's the first one. Uh, I have to be careful reading this, not to say the name. Okay. Expat, whose real name was Expat. <laughs> Was born in Zanzibar. He spent most of his young adult life between India and Zanzibar. Then he moved to London at the age of 18. Having a huge interest and talent in music, he met fellow rockers Brian May, Roger Taylor and John Deacon and formed one of the biggest bands of all time. Expat is now not only known as a British gay icon, but was also named one of the most influential Asians of all time. Oh my gosh. You know, when you can visualize someone's face, but you can't remember what their name is. This is my problem. I'm really good at faces. All right. Uh, but I, I absolutely suck at names. I, I, will, I will accept the name of the band that he was the lead singer oh, of. Don't, don't, oh, I was born in the 90s. Oh, come on. They're, they're very, okay. Uh, well, I have to give you this. That's um, not correct. Okay. It's Freddie Mercury of Queen. <gasps> Oh, is that the face you're course. imagining? You... Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm so bad at, you know, if you said Freddie, if Freddie Mercury was not the expat, but I know like main people in some bands and under other names, I was like, I recognize those names. Mm, Bri Brian May, Roger Taylor, John Deacon, the other members of Queen. Yeah. Okay. Like, when you said Brian May, I was like, oh, I know this, but I can't think what band he's from. Okay. Here's, here's the next one. He's one of the most famous muscle men of all time. Expat came from a small town in Austria called Tal or Thal, I don't know. He was lifting weights at a tender age at the tender age of 15. Having won Mr. Universe aged 20, Expat is one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time. Discovering a talent for acting, he had several small roles in movies, but his breakthrough was in Conan the Barbarian, 1982. Years after Blockbusters, oh, oh, sorry, years after Blockbusters like The Terminator, 1984, and Predator, 1987, this expat celebrity also became the 38th, 38th governor of California from 2003 to 2011. Who's that? Okay, I did, well, as soon as you said bodybuilder, yeah. I was like, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, oh, no, wait. Oh, I took away my that's correct jingle and I replaced it with something else. Okay, I have to do that's correct. Okay, I have to do it. Well done. Uh, okay, uh, will we do that one? You probably won't get that one. Uh, 
okay. like most. I'm just all guessing. Are you a football fan? No. No? Okay. We, I don't. We won't do uh, Leo Messi it's then. like David. Oh, no, I don't think I'd know. My brother would. Messi I'll, was... I'll bring my tenure in. <laughs> uh, he was born in Santa Fe, Argentina, uh, and then moved to Spain. Okay. Uh, no, Here's another one. Named after his local priest, expat began his acting career treading the boards at Lyric Players Theatre in Belfast. After gaining popularity as an actor and moving to Hollywood, he was nominated for the BAFTAs and Golden Globes for his lead role in the acclaimed movie Schindler's List, 1993. One of Expat's biggest box office hits, Taken, 2008, inspired thousands of internet memes. He has American, Irish and British citizenship, having been naturalised as an American citizen in 2009. I, I don't know if this is right, but the only person I can think, because I don't think I've ever seen Schindler's List, um, and I haven't seen Taken either, but I know the memes. Is it Liam Neeson? Or is That's that not correct. his name? That, yeah, Liam Neeson. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> I okay. know his face, but I was like, I don't know if he's called Liam Neeson. Is that a, a different person? No, Liam Neeson. There you go. Good. Two of three. Okay. What about... Uh, let's just what time we got okay let's do two more uh no one more you've got a lesson to teach for goodness sake uh okay here is the last one um expat began his life in a small town in kentucky and moved around frequently as a child he is of english descent with an interesting mix of belgian dutch and french ant ancestry expat mm -hmm catapulted to fame in the movie Edward Scissorhands in 1990 and has since played many weird and wonderful roles. Some of expat's more noticeable roles, sorry, notable roles include Captain Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. He owned French property and a vineyard while living in the south of France when then wife Vanessa Paradis uh, and joined a host oh sorry i'm really messing reading this up he owned french property in a vineyard while living in the south of france with then wife vanessa paradis and joined a host of famous expats who became a u.s resident again to avoid paying french tax income well uh as soon as you said edward scissorhands that's my favorite film oh is it oh there you go so you know that it's oh. uh, who has a very fruitful uh, ancestry, yeah. I guess, that I didn't know. Tinky, you cut out at exactly the wrong moment, so I didn't hear the answer. Um, Johnny Depp. That's correct. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's end there. You uh, end the podcast a winner of the game. And really, thanks thanks a lot for telling us about your uh, uh, your your relocation for love story. Yeah, well, I think lots of your listeners are probably at some point in their life looking at relocating for various reasons. Yeah. So I, it's another vocabulary. I thought the same. Yeah, many people are learning English because they want to relocate or they have relocated. So, um, yeah, it's a great subject. So thanks a lot, Tika, for coming on the podcast Praise again. Oh, shit, that's the wrong jingle. Uh, and... <laughs> 
see you out there on Instagram and see you again sometime. Bye. Ciao.